Hey there, uh, David here. I uh, just want to give you a heads up that we discuss the new Silent Hill game that dropped the other day called The Short Message. Uh, I wanted to warn you that we do dig into how it handles some of the game's themes, which includes self-harm and suicidal ideation. Uh, it's the first major topic we discuss in the episode. Feel free to skip ahead if you'd like. I uh, just wanted to give you a heads up that that's in there. Um, anyway, thanks uh, and enjoy the episode. decides after 70 years that what he goes there for is to unlock the door while those around him criticize and sleep and through a fractal on a breaking wall i see you my friend and touch your face again miracles will happen as we trip but we're never going to survive unless we get a little crazy. No, we're never going to survive unless we get a little crazy. Continue podcast! <laughs> <laughs> Episode 156. That's, that's a, it, See, what happened to that guy? Uh, I think he got eaten by one of he and Heidi Klum's shared Halloween costumes. I think, like, they went as like a mimic, like a treasure box. <laughs> and then it, it was so it gained, elaborate. It gave the said chance and ate seal. And now they're not seal together anymore, went. right? No, really? Oh, they haven't been <laughs> together for years, bro. <laughs> Wait, it's 2009 right now, right? Well, according to your hat, it is, yes. Yeah, boy. Boy. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, everybody can't see it, but you're live from the MTV Ski Slope House. <laughs> That's funny. With Anthony John Agnello on Continue Podcast, episode 156, and we also have Susan Arndt. I was concerned for my life this morning. Mm. Uh, I wa- I'm making breakfast, and I hear what can only be described as a cacophony. (laughs) I step outside and there's like a hundred blackbirds in the trees of my backyard. Oh, we got a a tippy headroom situation going on here. This is what I'm saying. And uh, and they're all there and they're, they've got things to say. Yeah, they do. And I'm like, okay. On the one hand, this is cool. On the other hand, Am I the person in the horror movie who stands there like an idiot <laughs> saying, wow, this is cool, right mm-hmm. before they totally die? Mm-hmm. And I weighed that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, that's did 50, they, so 50 how, how long did they hang out? How long were they there? Oh, they were there like a good 10 minutes. I videoed them for like half of it. <laughs> Scheming. Just, just, you know. The, uh, it was... Four days after Trump was elected in 2016, mm-hmm. and I had just moved in to the house that I live in in Ithaca, and behind the house are two 40-foot-tall dead oaks. Oh, boy. And they're finally being taken down, you know, almost eight years after the fact, uh, so that they don't fall on our house because of extreme weather and kill everybody. Yeah. Uh but so they, it's just this giant bare 
sprawling oak. And behind it is a tower that is also a retirement home. Okay. And I came home from the grocery store that November being like distraught. And I got out of the car and like, a, like the cacophony, like just like this booming and it wasn't crows or blackbirds. It was starlings. Oh, they'll fuck you up, bro. They will fuck you up. And there were no fewer than like 300 starlings oh, in no. one of the trees. Oh, and like, I was like, this is an ominous moment in time. You're going to get birdemic <laughs> really bad. Uh, yeah, really bad. <laughs> But then it was just like a regular pandemic and four years of deregulation oh, yeah, and cruelty. Well, so it was like the way, I mean, nobody got their eyes pecked out like I wanted. Um, <laughs> like you tweeted per- about multiple times. <laughs> that person who remembers all my fantasies about Mitch yes. McConnell is oh, Staff yeah. Roberts, Dave yeah. Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now he's just, I don't know, lo- like zoning out in the middle of yeah speeches and stuff when you said retirement tower i don't know why in my head like like it almost looked like like a lighthouse like it was like way Mm -hmm. more ominous sounding than i imagined that this this just normal building was i mean it's pretty ominous actually like i'll I'll, like like a like a batman kind of thing it is it is not like uh, like if um Let's say it, it wasn't what's his name, the douchebag who made Joker. Like, instead of him, like, uh, imagine, oh shit, uh, she directed the Hurt Locker. Oh, Catherine Bigelow. Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. Imagine if point Catherine break. Bigelow, yeah, Point Break, would go, one of the most legendary directors of all time. Imagine if Catherine Bigelow made a Gotham uh, based movie the way she would depict something like Arkham Asylum, like brutalist, functional, straight out of the 70s or 80s. That is what this tower actually looks like. It's called Titus Tower (laughs) as well. I know. Come come on, honey. We're we're taking you to your new home now. There you go. Don't send me to the Titus Tower. No. You gotta go. It's And then... Every night I wake up at about 2 a.m. and I see a group of four colorfully dressed teenagers uh, run into the tower. And then for some reason they have floating demons behind them. (laughs) And I think they just they spend the whole night scaling it, trying to that Tartarus Tower. That's Tartarus. I'm like, what are you talking? That's It's topical. It's it's topical now. It's topical now. That game came out a long time ago and now it's new again. Um. It's only three in your ta- party. What, Susan? It's only three in your party. Oh, yeah, you do only have three in Persona yeah. 3. Yeah. You're not four. No. Right? I think so. Am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is. I think, no, I think it's, it's the kids think who are wrong. That <laughs> it's the kids. That- <laughs> Maybe speaking I'm wrong. Of the- Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway. <laughs> speaking of the kids being wrong uh, and the way oh, they're no. depicted. <laughs> wow. Let's. That's Let's a six. Beer, 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 beer. Speaking of the kids being wrong, have you heard about this thing? This new Silent Hill? <laughs> you heard about this one? 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so since our last episode, uh, we're, we're not only into the season where there are new games, we're into the season where they're actually announcing games again. And we're recording this mere days after the most recent PlayStation State of Play show, uh, which actually had some pretty fucking cool shit in it, uh, including Troy Baker playing Cyber Kefka in Death Stranding 2. That game looks oh. sick as hell. <laughs> the game looks a I was I was a little like, I don't... Really, you're gonna do another one of those? I th- thought you kind of had every said everything you needed to say on that. Okay, but no, this trailer. I'm, okay, nope. I want weird puppet man and and arms that around your neck that light your cigarette and they're they're little BTS in the smoke that she smokes. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Anyway, have you guys ever seen anything in a game that animates like that little puppet guy, like? it's there's like no spider-man has the like you the alternate costume where you can dress up as the amazing spider-man or like from the cartoon and it like it does the like like, glitchy yeah it's really cool Cool. it's so cool i'll never see it because i deleted spider-man 2 for my playstation 5 i don't need to launch any more drones for 10 hours thank you that's fair uh yeah so that looked really cool. Uh, there was also uh, a game that I will play called Stellar Blade yeah. because it's it's people in tight outfits and swords, and I am a simple man. Susan <laughs> is rolling her eyes. <laughs> I, hey, she man. knows. You know me. I do. What, what am I gonna do? Um, we like what Susan, we like. <laughs> we yeah. Susan played a game that was announced that day. Yep. Sure um, did. And it's bad. <sighs> what's it called well, okay. I don't remember the subtitle I did not get to see the state of play because I was I was busy uh, I, I was in uh, harassment training because let me tell you as a woman who's been working since she was 19 I needed to be educated about what is and is not workplace harassment mm-hmm. okay so but so I see I go through people's tweets and I see uh, uh, Silent Hill, uh, a short message available now on PS5. And I'm like, what? <gasps> and I race to download it. And it was free and too, was, right? And it's free. Yeah, it's free. Good, because if I had paid money for this shit. <laughs> so, I mean, t- time is more a little more precious than money these days, I imagine. Yeah, but. fair, 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 fair. Uh, but so, like, that's, uh, so there was the, the trailer for the Silent Hill 2 remake. It doesn't look good. And then there was this this thing. So I went and I downloaded it. Knew nothing other than it existed. So what do you want to hear about first? Why I find it morally reprehensible or how it just doesn't work? I want I want to hear about what it is as a game. Like, sure. I, okay. like we're we're so deep into like the things that are peddled with the name Silent Hill yeah, on them now, yeah. That like there's no clarity as to what That's fair. it even is as a game. Hit okay. lever. So you uh, play as Anita, a te- a teenage girl, and it takes place. It it is a bit of hodgepodge of ideas you have definitely already encountered if you have played Evil Within or PT. Okay. But, so you are in this abandoned apartment complex. You are in a town 
with a bizarrely very German name, which I'm not sure I understand why, because you're not German. But anyway, uh, your this town has seen better days. It is in a, a steep decline. It was supposed to be revitalized on two separate occasions. The funding fell through both times. So the, the city is just dying. Uh, this apartment building long since abandoned, but so you're walking through like broken windows and there's trash on the floor, but it has been claimed by graffiti artists. So as you walk down the hallways, there's graffiti everywhere, uh, including by your friend Maya, who is a graffiti artist who goes by the name CB for Cherry Blossom. So Maya has sent you a text message. She's like, hey, come meet me uh, at this at this apartment building. So you're there and you're looking for her. You're walking down the halls. You're going into apartments. You eventually make your way to the roof. And so and and, and there's a, a loop where you That's start. That's not a bad no. setup. No, nope. like that. No, nope. like it, just hearing you describe that is novel. Like it's yeah. it's not like I think back a year this week and everybody was talking about Forspoken. And, like, this actually sounds like a story that would actually be about teenagers as opposed to... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, which is where we get into the morally reprehensible part. Ah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, okay. So, uh, as you are going through the apartment looking for Maya, you are finding newspapers and, uh, you know, newspaper clippings and, and magazines and signs and stuff like that. You know, the kind of um, detritus that is left around stuff to to fill you in on the backstory. And this is how you find out that this city is in, in such... It, it, it's Allentown, Pennsylvania, basically. Like, right? Like, it's that level. <laughs> it is Detroit levels of... God, move away. Like, Ohio is fine. Just move there. But do they have the Allentown Folk Festival in the summer? Oh, yeah. golly. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So, as you are doing this, you learn a few things. One, very high teenage suicide rate in this town. Uh, as specifically among girls. Mm. So, I don't know if you guys are aware, there's a, a particular apartment building um, in, I think it's Tokyo. I know it's Japan, but I think it's Tokyo. That has... A, an astronomically high suicide rate of teenagers throwing themselves off it. Oh God, no! I didn't. Yeah. Not, I did not know that. Yep, there is. Okay, this is clearly obliquely referencing that. Got it. And along the way, you you're uh, because there is no other way to do this. Um, Anita talks to herself, and this is how she you get her inner monologue. Um. Uh, Maya is a, a very talented artist. She's got lots of followers on social media. And so there's commentary about, and you'll find a book uh, as, as you're walking around that references this. And it, it has things to say about the pressure that teenagers and young people are putting on them to get likes, to find success in social media. That that is the yardstick by which they measure themselves as people that they will do things they know to be shameful or that they don't want to do in order to try and gain that kind of notoriety and acclaim and and validation <laughs> you need to be the best fucking game designer in the world to fucking do this <laughs> no, you just call uh -huh. it like a sin you just call it like a sin and it's like a chemical reaction in your brain that that the delivery people go and they need to they the likes from it, it all comes back to death stranding is what i'm trying to say anyway it all comes back to, yeah. 
So as you are okay, so that's that's the so that's the story, right? And as you are traveling throughout this apartment complex looking for Maya, you will occasionally uh, find some art that she has done on the wall. And it's all it all has cherry blossoms in it. And it's a, it's all a girl and a cherry blossom. And her shtick is the cherry blossom is always growing out of a, a trauma site on the girl's body. Mm. Okay, I, I, a little heavy-handed, but we get what you're trying to say that these young people are being trauma. Fine. Okay. When you find one of these, it triggers a live-action memory. Whoa! What? Uh huh. Yeah. So suddenly you are looking at an, at an actual uh, human actress who is Maya speaking directly to you, and it's dubbed. Oh, no. Ooh, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So she is very clearly speaking Japanese, but then it's dubbed with English on top of it. Yikes. Not great. Not great. I don't understand. What? It is, I mean, it's clearly a choice. It's one I don't understand I, I, at all. So, <laughs> now we get into the morally reprehensible part. As you travel through this apartment complex, you learn that Anita was abused by her stepmother, I believe. Stepmother or mom, I, I'm a little, I, I'm not sure which. To the point of like not not feeding her, you know, if you want food, you'll oh, do what yeah. I say, that kind of stuff. Then we discover that Anita used to cut herself. We learn this because she walks into a bathroom and finds a razor blade and holds it up to her, her arm. And by her, I mean your, because this is first person. Oh my god, there's like first person fucking cutting in this? Well, I mean, she just holds it up there and you just see all the scars. And before she actually cuts herself, it goes back to the present day and her sleeve is down. Hachi mama. Mm-hmm. Now, the entire time this is going on, right, She, you hear her talking about Maya's so talented and so popular, and I'm not that. I'm nothing. There's no point in me going to college. My, I'm trapped. My life is never going anywhere. That kind of stuff, right? Putting aside the fact that it is written like a middle schooler did it and acted like a middle schooler did it, right? We're going to put that over there. But that is the dialogue that is happening. You go through the entire apartment building this way. You eventually make it to the roof. At which point you jump off. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. Now, what this does mechanically is it ends the loop, puts you back in the, the first room where you started, where you go, wait a minute, why didn't I die? Now you're in the gameplay loop. Every loop you're going through this building, you're finding new stuff, other things happen, right? So it's yeah. it's that kind of thing. Great. So mechanically, she's right? But here's what this is doing in practice. First-person perspective, hearing the kinds of things, verbalized, yeah, the kind of self-defeating speech and suicidal ideation, it would be just better if I died. 
Oof. That actually happens when you're suicidal. Capped off with her actually doing it. Mm-mm. And I was I was explaining I was explaining to my husband last night. I'm like, I don't want to speak for all suicidal people out there. Sure. Everyone's experience is different. The conversation you have to have with yourself constantly. Yeah. Is that's not true, your brain's lying, don't do it. So to put a player in the position of hearing all of that reinforced and then actually go through with it is so fucking irresponsible. Yeah, and just to to what end? To exactly. Like to what end? To like, sell to I, sell to sell more Silent Hill merch. Like that's yeah, yeah that's uh, like I, if you need her to die to reset the loop, have her think she hears something behind her, and then she acts. It's an accident. It's not on purpose. It's like right. I'll give you that. Then it's like I don't know, but okay, yeah. because it is trying. It does have something it wants to say about the pressures teenagers are putting on themselves to a- a- achieve this nebulous concept of adoration from their peers but but like to do to address something like that you have to be you have to be executing at such a high level of quality yes in both performance in both presentation of text and i'm not saying like we've we've talked about this many times before like there is no such thing as a broken premise right like execution can save anything Mm -hmm. and like there is there is a benefit for to telling a story about people that struggle with suicidal ideation. You can look at like what remains of Edith Finch is a fucking remarkable yeah. exploration yes. of that and like unbelievably compassionate and honestly only successful because of how considered and compassionate yeah. it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 But like you know, like I I think about the games that I've encountered that not only forces you to confront the reality of suicidal ideation, but then the act of suicide. And like, I think one of the games I hate most in the entire world is Dear Esther. I don't know if you guys remember. Oh, I never played it. Yeah. Never played it. But Dear Esther, like it was uh, for anybody listening that doesn't remember uh, the minutia of indie games from like 12 years ago. One of the first air quote walking sims. The the walking simulator. Mm. Like, Dear Esther was like two, three years before um, Gone Home even. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And, you know, that is this like very moody, oblique game that like leads to you climbing a tower and fucking killing yourself at the end of it. Jesus Christ. That everybody interpreted as profound. (sighs) But even that masks the... uh, You know, it, it hides behind a veneer of really bad poetry <laughs> rather than like <laughs> right yeah uh, like like excruciatingly bad yeah um I, yeah I, I remember being at an event and talking to somebody that was like waxing philosophical about how dear Esther was and in my head I was just like ask them ask them how it feels to be stupid 
Ask him to know. Tell them you have to know. Like to be so basic. Yeah. What is it? What is it like? But like, even that had the self awareness to not like try to depict suicidal ideation in the moment. Like that is. Yeah. What is considering what we know about the ability to write off a loss on a product to ensure the financial viability of your company and to recoup the investment in something because even the smallest game takes a lot of money to make yeah what could possibly have been the logic of releasing this uh, even for free i i appear to be in the minority of finding fault with it because I know. Oh, no, really? yeah. I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of people clowning on oh, it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All I've heard, all I've heard, uh, and you know, Susan, you're one of like five people I've talked to who've played it. Mm. Uh, it's universal loathing. Okay. Uh, good. 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 Because are there people defending this? <laughs> I yeah. I I have seen people who were like like one person is so the I'm gonna spoil it because I don't care. So after. <laughs> After you you die and come back and you're like, wait a minute, how am I back where I started and uh, I, I'm not dead? I don't understand. You find out, a Maya's dead. <gasps> She's been t- then. Who's been texting you? Oh my god! Because <laughs> it's Silent Hill. Get it? Someone dead is sending you. Me- see? Get it? Do it's you see Silent the- Hill. It's Silent Hill. Yeah. And uh, oh, and then your other friend who's been texting you also dead. By the way. She doesn't like being home because she doesn't like the way her brother stares at her. Hey, boy. <laughs> I don't. I. I never. I did not complete that thought in the game because I, I don't. Because I. I appreciate what little you know sanity I still have. So, uh, your Maya starts chasing you, but she's. If you've played Evil Within, you remember Boxhead, the guy with the same. Oh, she's on his she's head? Boxhead. But it's cherry blossoms. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, so it's a big, like, seven foot tall teenage girl with a b- b- cherry blossom head. So, yeah, so you end up uh, having to run away from her down hallways that change from regular apartment building to barbed wire because it's Silent Hill. Because it's, it's, it's Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Yeah. And do you remember, I think it was, was it Ghostwire Tokyo that had a, 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 an area where there, it was, you were in corridors that were covered in post-it notes? That's, that, yeah, that's, that's Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, it does that too. All right. It, like, oh, that, it, you know what? Mm. All of the fucking, that, the, all, there was concept art for this game leaked like two years ago and there was like back when they were like before they officially announced the like remake and shit of silent hill 2 there was a guy on resetera who was posting what he claimed was information about the new silent hill oh interesting. and there was concept art of a fucking hallway with post-it notes and like teenage girls Wow! So he wasn't lying. No, he wasn't lying. Apparently, he was just talking about one of eight million Silent Hill projects that are being made, and uh, apparently, all of them are bad. All yeah, so far, all of them are. (sighs) 
so so that's the the gameplay of so I got partway through the second loop and then Maya caught me at one point and killed me and I was like you know what it's better this way <laughs> and so here's the the, the 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 incredible irresponsibility towards depicting suicide and suicidal ideation like that in a first person fucking game aside let me tell you what bothers me about it the most and it's not even the voice acting where Anita is like Maya Maya are you here Maya like constantly that's not even that her hair is inside her glasses. Wait, like, like it's like falling inside. Like, of like clip, clipping through. No, no, the- no, no, no. It's not a clipping thing. It's a you know, cousin it from from the Adams family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. It's like she she has hair her in front of her face. I will demonstrate. This is radio. I know, but I Wait. will demonstrate. No, so you're, they're doing like Japanese horror girl hair, like like the ring. <laughs> Susan's webcam. No, nobody, off. Yeah, nobody, nobody knows this. Susan's giving us her. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Why? Is it like I don't know? It's like they made her character model and then put decided. On. You know what? She would be. She should have glasses. <laughs> but then they're like, "Well, we can't change her hair, so we'll just put the glasses on yeah, top of the hair." But it's first person, so you just always fucking see your own hair? No, you don't. No, you don't. No. So All in right. cutscenes, you see this, but the rest of the time, you just see her oddly misshapen hand because they <laughs> don't apparently know how thumbs work. That's the other thing. Like, your thumb is down here. They put it, like, up here. So it's more like a fifth finger as opposed to a thumb. Is, this, is this game also generated by artificial intelligence? Is, no. ever, is all of because their Silent Dave, Hill games generated? We, we, the, we, we now have on like fucking evidence that the concept art for this existed before fucking ChatGPT even launched. Oh, that's a, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So we know that at least conscious, like, conscious human decision making was behind this. They, they had nothing to hide behind. I Wild. I think... I think that, like, we talk about Rosetta Stone. I think the Rosetta Stone for this whole thing, I think, can be summed up in a piece of merch that you can buy. And I think it was also an emote in their, like, Silent Hill, like, FMV game thing that they they came up with. And it's just, like, a flowery cartoon logo that says, it's trauma. Oh, boy. And it's like like cartoony, like like oh, because that's what Silent Hill get it, like. But I think <laughs> that represents their entire thought process about everything. It's all I, I, it's it's cynical as hell, is what it I, is, and that no one involved understands what made Silent Hill one or two good or special or meaningful to people no it's memes it's trauma. it also feels like a swindle dude like it feels like konami has so little internal development resources at this point mm. like konami is mostly a licensor like they have enough 
Like they they've released only two internally developed things in the last five years. There's Getsafumaden, which is like a really weird platformer from one of the guys that made like an NES game a thousand years ago, and they've just like kept in a closet since. And uh, the weird Contra game that came out for Switch as well, which those were made internally, and you can tell that they're made by skeleton crews with very mm. limited resources. Don't forget about Metal Gear Survive, which well, well, I, before talking, that, I'm, but yeah, yeah, Metal yeah. Gear Survive is like going back at this point. Yeah. But like, I'm talking stuff released like basically since the pandemic, mm. and <laughs> all of this Silent Hill stuff is like everything else. Like they've tried to open the doors to licensors. And this, this is some small studio with VC funding was like, I got it. I got, I got how we're going to get edgy and like, here's how we're going to convince them that we can represent the brand. And like, I'm sure that they put together a big, beautiful presentation deck with the post-it notes and talked about how they're going to represent like the teen experience. I'm sure there was a case study in there that had data about life is strange sales Mm, Yeah, and thought they were going to fucking go for the gusto and they weren't uh, equal to the task in any way, shape or form. I don't want to like, I don't want to be like, superhero armchair developer number one but just an idea if they want to release an update to fix this what if occasionally after maya chases you it cuts away to another building in the town where sean bean is just like looking at old desks and like Quietly looking at Perfect. his Perfect, and, and it's, but it's raining like really hard all the mad. time. But like still sunny. Yeah, <laughs> it's like sunny out. That well, uh, I'm. That's really unfortunate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like mechanically. Like the, what? What is? What's the most frustrating about it is, it's not. It is not bereft of ideas. It is yeah. not, you know, there's just enough there. As I pick up my dog's blanket to try and keep her happy. Uh, there's just enough there for you to be able to see that at its foundation is a good idea. Like, because you know, examining the things that teenagers put themselves through and how that could turn them into a monster. Not a bad topic. Yeah, for, there's merit for, there. You know, there's absolute, absolutely merit there. And, and you know, and I will say it was, it is not like, how do you do fellow teens kind of pressures. Like the pressures that it addresses are legitimate. The the other friend, Emily, who's texting you, whose brother stares at her, uh, she's so excited. She's, you, you find notes. She's, you know, her diary, uh, various diary entries where she's working her ass off to get into a good college so she can get out of this mm. town and get out of her house. And then uh, because uh, whatever fell through, um, her parents can't afford to, to send her to school. They can't afford yeah. it. So she's going to have to be home with the brother. So she kills herself. And it's like, A, that is, you know, that that is horror movie, like horror game material there. But that's also like, 
that is shit that teenagers have to worry about. Like, maybe not the brother necessarily, but being in a bad yeah, environment, being a, you know? Yeah, being in a dangerous home, being... Yeah. Like, it's not... Again, like, that's that's not... Like, if it was described to me, I would think that there was, like, this is a worthwhile endeavor yep. yeah. to make a game out of this. Like, yeah, it is, yeah. Um, you just gotta make sure that, yeah. that you can fucking match it well and uh, like i don't know it clearly this did not have i mean they released it for free like what like what yeah. the, could the budget have possibly been you oh, know like it's just point. it's uh like i don't know like it just it seems like this is not a subject that you take like you cut corners on like you don't know no. and it just it sounds like like a cut rate project what what is the purpose of it what is yeah. the purpose of it? Is the like, question. Well, like, because, yeah, good point, Dave. Like it, they let it out for free. They, so and, what and it, it's not monetized either, right? Yeah. Like, there's no because no. that was my thinking. Was like it's like you're gonna get a half half hour into this like awful game, and it's gonna hit you up for gems or something. Like it sounds way more like a Pete. Like I think what it is. I I, think, I will say I think Konami wanted to have a PT of their own. That wasn't Kojima. I also don't think, Dave, that it's unmonetized. This is only on PlayStation Network. Oh, yep. Okay. Uh, there is a company who is struggling oh. to provide exclusive access to software. Uh, I That's don't know this. That's a really great point. Game Pass yeah. is eating their lunch. Well, Game Pass isn't eating their lunch is the thing. Like, if no? it, like the, the, the data is showing that basically subscriptions have flattened out across the board. Yeah, Game, everything. Ga- Games, everything. movies. Sub- like, mm. Turns out, and even if you're Disney, there's only a certain amount of people who are willing to pony up 10 bucks a month yes. to watch your stuff. Mm-hmm. And so Game, turns out. Game, Pass, Game Pass is, you know, like they're pouring money into it because they're Xbox and uh, Microsoft has infinite pockets. <laughs> clearly not that infinite you still gotta get rid of people right yeah uh right you guys got you can't we just we can't just have growth it's got to be big growth right yeah. microsoft you fucking scum uh but <laughs> yeah you're not like, my friend get, phil phil oh you got cool t-shirts phil i feel better boy uh, Was this one of the hardest decisions you've had to oh, make? So oh, oh, the Moonbeam Small are, Bean Corporation is what? Are I, you right? <laughs> are you boom writing boom. this on your? Are you writing this on your foldable phone from your self-driving fourth Tesla? You fucking yuts. Uh, anyway, but so, <laughs> Game Pass is doing fine. It's okay, mm. but in terms of new subscribership, it's not working. Mm. Like and spreading out to Samsung TVs and xCloud like it's just not there is no exponential growth but all of the platform holders are feeling pressure to be providing uh, any kind of justification to keep people on their ecosystem because mm. what is booming is PC sales and like like that is like Sony is doing very well in terms of moving consoles but their ability to diversify from what you can get right. on a very affordable gaming PC is dwindling. So I I guarantee you that this isn't uh, just like Konami wants a PT. They do want something buzzy. This is more Sony being like, we'll give you the money. Uh, we have the data. Got it. 
PT was interesting to our fans on our last console, we'll pony up the cash to make sure that we have exclusive shit on here. And that that's probably why Silent Hill 2 Remake is also an exclusive for mm. however long. Uh, and it looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, it looks, it, looks, it looks real bad. It looks fucking horrible. <laughs> Which, to reiterate my previous point, is there anyone at Konami that understands why anyone liked these games to begin with? No, because none of them work there anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> or they've been forced into a broom closet and are told to, to stay there until they quit. Yeah, it's really funny. Whenever you read interviews with people from like turn of the century Konami, they talk about how like it was still the fucking Wild West over there. They were just like swimming in money, mm. and there were like they just had an army of people between 18 and 40 making whatever the fuck they wanted to make still. Wow. Like Silent Hill 2 was made by like not a very big group of people. They were just like, oh, yeah, you guys, uh, well, the guy that made the first one fucked off to Sony. Which he did. He went off to make Siren. Siren, yeah. Mm. And they were like, oh, well, all we have left is like the artist and uh, the musician. What do you guys got? And they're like, you really fucking want to know what we <laughs> you got? Know. <laughs> and there's a they, dog in a control room, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and it, re- it really was like during that period, like people still had kind of carte blanche yeah. to like just make whatever they wanted to make. And what what did anyone else care when there was the potential of a Metal Gear Solid coming out of it? Uh, what a, what a shame, man. Um, I find it interesting to think about Silent Hill: A Short Message, a game for whom the only praise you can give it is that it has something to say that mm. is worthwhile saying it to compare it to probably the best game to come out in January of 2024, a game that has nothing to say about anything, <laughs> and it's just very good. I am fascinated to because you are the second person I've heard express that basic idea, and I, I want to hear more about that. You, so, I we're, we're talking about Prince of Persia, a game whose subtitle I can't even remember. Yeah, I was going to say lost, Prince of Persia. The Lost Crown. The Lost Crown. Colin, the side-scroller one. A a game I have, I just checked the clock Like before we recorded. I've played this game for 13 hours. (laughs) Like, and and it says that I've only seen 36% of it. Like, this is an incredibly substantial game. And I know there are scenes. I know there are, like... I can't even remember the main character's name. Sargon. 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 The only re- and the only reason why I know that is because there's like a, a shitty YouTuber. Yep. From Sargon ages ago. There's a guy. There's a YouTuber named Sargon. Sargon of Akkad. He's yeah. a horrible, horrible person. Wow. Yeah. Uh, which Actually, is probably like, not a great like I'm sure there that there is like cultural and historical significance to the name, which is probably why the YouTuber picked it. But in today's cultural milieu, I'm not thinking of the historical guy. Yeah, I, no, no, certainly not. Uh, 
Well, I, uh, there, there are a few different things about this game. I don't want it to seem like the story is bad or like, fuck this game for trying to tell a story. I just <laughs> could like, it's it, like when it starts, when you start Prince of Persia, the Lost Crown, uh, it seems like it's going to be a very story heavy game. Like the very beginning is like, here's a tutorial level. You're in a giant battle. Here's how to do slides. Here's how to do combos. Even though Susan and I, I, I'm sure this was your experience too, based on what you've told me privately about the combat. It is balls at telling you how to actually do the combat. Like there's a, uh, you, there's another. You, do, yeah, there's, go ahead. You, you will eventually, possibly, if you look in the right spot, find someone who will walk <laughs> yes. you. Yes. <laughs> will teach you how to actually play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like two hours into the game, there's an opportunity to learn how to actually play the game. But you go through a tutorial level. There's a lot of like cut scenes about this like super group of soldiers in Persia called the Immortals and they're fighting the bad guys. And then there's the queen and but the queen's son is taken and you got to go get him. And you think it's going to be cut scene town McGillicuddy. And then it just hard stops into just being like, Hey man, you fucking want to play a video game. And then it's just, you're playing a video game for a dozen hours. Uh, you, you follow the people that have kidnapped the actual Prince of Persia to a massive mountain where the monarchs of the land can only be named. This is the place where you go to uh, to uh, be named the king or queen or yep. whomever, uh, regent of Persia. And you are there to stop the kidnapper who is uh, one of your mentors. Uh, and spoiler, she's not the actual bad guy. The actual bad guy is your other mentor. Oh my yeah. God. It's very so, upsetting. So, yeah. Surprise. But like, like you know, all of this is doled out in cutscenes that last like maybe thirty seconds. Uh, That's true. Like if ish, most of the time you are just exploring. You're fighting. You're doing the air dashes. You're doing the double flips. You're trying to get through areas where there are a lot of spikes that can instant not kill you, but instant reset you. It's a very. It feels very evocative of the original Jordan Mechner prince of persia while layering in things from like modern exploration side scrollers especially hollow knight like this is a game that is shockingly indebted to hollow knight in terms of both the structure of the the whole like world to the boss fights to right down to the fact that you're constantly finding like badges that can like augment how you play oh yeah yeah, I didn't even uh, yeah. think of that. Yeah, it's very Hollow Knight. Oh, interesting. I mean, even okay. with the map, yeah. like putting pins in the map to like putting pins in the map yeah. to remember things, having having to find somebody in regions to purchase a bit of the map to, oh, to fully. They just see made Hollow Knight. It. They just made Hollow Knight, and that's not a problem. No, <laughs> like uh, because it's very, very, very entertaining. Uh. But I don't, but like part of the pleasure of it to me, and you guys know that I'm I'm the type that is always like, give me meaning, give me themes, give me the the, the stuff uh, that matters. Uh, and there's not like a lot of that here. It's just like, here's a really good game. You go play it, <laughs> go play it. You'll like it. Uh, yeah, that's Susan, your theme. 
Uh, yeah, like there's what? What could the theme possibly be? Like there's some loose stuff about like Sargon, like came from nothing. I also don't. I don't know if you guys know. Have you guys ever heard of a? God, I can't remember what the original name of it is, but there is a Middle Eastern epic poem that is like a crucial fixture in. It, like many Islam, Middle Eastern Islamic cultures. Gilgamesh? It's not Gilgamesh. Oh. It is uh, it, what it's called in like some English translations is the Conference of the Birds. Oh. Uh, yeah. So all of like the lore you occasionally unlock about like the bird, like the ascent yeah, oh, of yeah, a bird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a real epic poem. Oh, cool. And so like the game hints at parts of that in the epic poem it is about like it, it is uh you know a, a person dreams that they become a bird and that a messenger comes to all the birds and that there is a king of birds that can answer all of their questions but they have to go on a journey and descend to this you know mountain called ka to become enlightened and then at the end of it they realize that they themselves are the king not that there is an outside king which is clearly where this shit is going <laughs> but Sargon's Spo gonna be the king spoilers. Spoiler! spoilers you're the prince of knowledge was the treasure all along oh my god you're the prince of Persia <laughs> uh, but like it's not like it fucking matters it's, it's more like Ooh, I found a cool feather. That means now I can do more cool shit. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. I like that. I like being able to do cool shit. Uh, how far are you guys into this? Susan, how far are you into Prince of Persia? I know you've been struggling a little bit with the, oh, yeah. with the difficulty spikes. I just got the power where you can like make a crystal version of yourself. Yeah. And yeah. then warp to that. I just got that, that and the stupid little dude stole the the map making eye, so I had to chase him all through the sewers and I was like, this the, sucks. You're in the dirty <laughs> sewer? Yeah. The dirt guess where that dirty sewer came from? Hollow Knight. It's the uh, same dirty sewer. It sounds like all the cool stuff out of it, because I never played Hollow Knight. Like one of the things I do really appreciate about the game is the it's not just you put a pin in it, it's you take a picture of the area. So, because the map is sprawling and it's Metroidvania, so you're you're going to have to go back to places over mm -hmm. and over again. So, being able to have the the picture that you can pull up without without leaving the map, and so it's like, wait, what is this? Oh, I'm not going to be able to go back there until I can whatever double jump or what have you. Is super handy. I love that. I love that too. I, is that I, a Hollow it's... Knight thing or they did not have pictures? Part... Okay, yeah, they don't. But have like pictures. you could you could put like like yeah pins in the map to like oh this like i should come back here later when i have some but yeah you couldn't you couldn't provide context i don't think oh, okay. to that okay. other than like maybe a color but i'm not sure i don't it's been a it's been a hot minute since i played hollow knight so i'm trying to describe like like give you like a good analogy to like what this game is to hollow knight and like this isn't quite right but it's close like prince of persia the lost crown is pepsi to the Coca-Cola. Got it. Hollow okay. Knight. Interesting. <laughs> like, like, uh, like, but even that, like, I don't like that's giving Coca-Cola too much credit. <laughs> like, 
because like this is like the higher sugar content like this is the more sugar it's the choice of a new oh. generation is what you're saying it's the choice. <laughs> it is, it, you got the right one baby <laughs> uh uh-huh you got the right one they shouldn't have done that to ray charles uh, he got a check. He's guy, fine. He got, he got a check. A it's, big check. He got a big He's check. Fine. He's fine. Uh, yeah. It like it like law, law, Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown is so plush. It is so smooth to play. Like you just flow through these rooms, and even I, I'm amazed at like the the pleasure of trying to do things you have to do over and over again because some of the platforming is legitimately tricky uh the power you unlock after you can make the crystal version of yourself and warp back to them Mm -hmm. is i i'm sure you've run into rooms where like there are like platforms that are like neon blue yeah yeah, glowing blue you can't get past them yeah the thing you unlock next is the ability to like go into like the other dimension like the underworld so you'll be able to click in the right stick and it's like, now I'm in A world A and now I'm in world B. But again, it's not like, we're not fucking talking Link to the Past here. It's not all of a sudden like, ooh, it opens up a whole second map. It's just like, yeah, no, no, you no, want no. a hard, oh, here's another hard platforming challenge. Yeah. And I love shit like that. I love shit where it's like, all right, well, there's like a wall in the way, but I have to flip this trigger. How do I get over there? Oh, well, if I jump over there first leave a crystal me and then jump downstairs like and it's deeply satisfying but i will admit that at 13 hours i am finding like my compulsion to continue dwindling oh you're not done i'm not done oh. i'm not even i'm not even close to done oh like oh. at 13 hours it says i have done 36% which means this game going to keep going. Is that like a Metroid 36% where it's like I don't know. you beat it, it, it it's not and clear. it's like you like oh I miss a whole bunch of missile tanks and that's like 60% of the game. Mm. Like if it's if if it's counting like well you didn't level up all of the fucking badges right. that you yeah. have. Right. Uh because there's a you find like a large fire lady. <laughs> there's a it's a large fire lady and she'll make your stuff better for you. Why is there a large fire lady? I'm sure somebody thought it mattered. It looks it's, cool. She's 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 the armorer of the gods. She's the armor of the gods. Sure. Yeah, but she's, like, she's like she's like Hephaestus. She's like Hephaestus, but like you don't meet any other gods. She's just Yeah, that's true. You don't <laughs> There's no there's no consistent thematic word. That's have you that's, Yeah, that's true. Have, have you guys fought the fucking Elden Ring boss that comes out of nowhere yet? Sorry, what? Oh, yeah. Eventually, at one point, you will go to, like, you'll just find, like, a big lost forest. And now you're in the lost forest place. And there's big tree guys, and you got to f- kill them. And you get an ability that you can, like, suck up poison pods and then shoot them at stuff. And waiting at the top is, I shit you not, it's just, like, the bad queen of the forest. It's just an Elden Ring lady. She's riding a big wolf. And you gotta fight her. That's the hardest boss fight I've fought. I had to do that, like, three times. And, like, it acts like this is some kind of cool big story beat. It's like, now you're fighting Forest Queen and her big dog. And I'm like, I don't know. 
she doesn't seem like she knows the fire lady. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, think they I, know each other at all. <laughs> I will definitely say that while I I I liked all I I found all the characters you encounter interesting. Right. They don't necessarily what you would say go together. <laughs> the 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 what the shtick of it is you've you've chased General Amanita who has kidnapped Prince Hassan because she needs Prince Hassan's uh, only to get into this temple you need someone of royal blood. So mm-hmm. she kidnaps Prince Hassan. Uh once you're in the temple you can't leave because it's it's trapped in time. Video games. Don't worry time about it. Time has time has shattered. Some time shit's happening. Oh yeah. shit! It's time. What? Some yeah. gods might be happening. So it's some like, corrupted shit might be happening. Yeah, and they just mix. They're like, I don't know. This seems like a cool character. You know why they're here? Why they're here? Shattered time. Done. Dude, you're <laughs> gonna like, get. You're gonna get 25 hours of this game, and then like a ninja is gonna show up, and you're just gonna. <laughs> Dude. Fuck. I would not be surprised if a cyborg showed up at this point (laughs) because I've definitely got to a place where they're like dudes with backpacks throwing orange buzz saws at me like ghost buzz saws. And I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with the tree lady? (laughs) What is any of this? And like, I just I'm fine with it because like it like it works so well, like it is very pleasurable, but it's not like. It's not like you like the difference between a very good game and like a legend. And it's not like Babe Ruth and Sandlot where it's like heroes live forever, but legends never die. Are you drunk, Babe Ruth? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, But like this, this can't be a hollow Knight or a returnal because there is no like. This, all of these disparate parts don't become some magical whole. I mean, yeah, it's, that's, like, that's it's the Ubisoft problem. Just like the U- writ yeah. large, writ large. Like every all of their games are like that. Where it's just like, granted, I imagine this was largely made with their smaller team in Montpellier, but like, yeah. the, just the way that that business is structured is that they have to have, especially for like their huge games. 80 different studios collaborating on the same project and it just feels like a bunch of stuff bolted together mm. with some sort of art overarching narrative to to glue all well. of the pieces together. Well, yeah. <laughs> narrative. I mean, there is a narrative. There is. There is. It's coherent. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, ish. yeah. Yeah, ish. 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 And so have you I, noticed, have you run into the little boy version of the bad guy yet? Oh Jesus. That started happening. No. Why is he displaced in time? Why is any of this? Why 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 wait, Fariba? Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, like wait, you're, wait you're, who's Fariba? No, no, not Fariba. Your mentor, the guy oh. who betrays you, you start running into a little boy version of him. Okay. Oh, sure. Just out of the blue. Sure. Okay. Like at like twelve hours. Yeah, why not? Why not? No, here's 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 the thing about Prince of Persia. First of all, gorgeous. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And the in order for a game with platforming this crunchy to exist, the controls have to be perfect. And they are. Mm-hmm. They absolutely are. 
I cannot. I have. I have aged out of the ability to make my fingers do all of the things you need to do in in the lightning like precision. I was doing fine when it was just jump, wall jump, timing with maybe an air dash. I was okay because that was the only. The, was, then when we started adding in crystal me. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I don't know. That's a lot of stuff you're asking me to do. Like, bing, bing, bang, ding, do, bang, ding. And then, and I'm like, you're just going to add more stuff, man. Yeah, and Susan, just- I think there there's an actual room. There is a single room that I think will be the wall for you. Like, where you oh, just I like. I know what it is. I, I bet where, I know what it is. Is, is it is the it one the- with, the, with, the, with the meat grinders that go in waves? No, it's not the meat grinder. Although it did take me a while to figure that out. You have to wall jump to get over the meat grinders. I didn't think of that at first, but like, you know, the, the when the different room, wheels, that's not, different that's not room. the one I'm talking about. It's when Patrick Klepek posted a clip of him doing it on oh. Twitter the other day. And I was like, no. what? This, no. this room is, it is when you get that power to like switch dimensions. Yeah. You go into a room and there are four doors and each door leads to a specific platforming puzzle okay. where you have to time displace yourself. Where it'll nope. be like, you see, I know. <laughs> no. And I, I honestly, like, the the manual dexterity to pull off two of the four is pure luck that I did it. Like, it's pure luck. Yeah, I'm, al- I'm already out, bro. Because yeah. I, I, I want to keep playing it because the manipulating of the character is so fun and the exploration is so satisfying you really feel good about seeking out all of these nooks and crannies and um how do i unlock this door and that is amazing and it's so good but it the the now the manual dexterity and timing and, and all of that required to just make progress yeah is more than i am willing to I, I I just I just find myself getting so angry and frustrated and that like lowering a difficulty on a boss fight fine no problem I will muscle my way through it it's great you can't lower the difficulty on the platforming no yeah. it's, so. and, and and like it it's only ramping up yep and it also yeah. is like I it's not it's not that I don't like it but like I am at a point where it's like I don't need to find another pot. Yeah, like I'm good. I found all the pots. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like that's not going to change this. I feel like the magic length for a Metroidvania is like four to eight hours. Like, yeah, I, because because oh, because the, the thing is, it's like like eight hours is pushing it. But within that range, you can fill the game with a bunch of ideas. But it's like short enough that you can. Like it's easy to like jump back in and replay it and like go back and find more secrets or like try to beat it faster or whatever. Yeah. More than that, you start. I think you start pushing up against like maybe there's too much in here. Maybe there like you better, like, you better be Hollow Knight. Yeah. Like, you better you better be one of the best games ever made <laughs> if you're gonna. And like Hollow Knight takes like thirty hours to do. Oh wow. And like the only reason it can justify that is that it's one of the best games yeah. ever made. I mean, I think you're you're absolutely right. Prince of Persia doesn't say anything. 
No. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't put on airs. It gives you a reason to come to this temple so that you can flip past all. Because, like, honestly, like, why would there be a level of meat grinders that, you know, <laughs> circulate on a 1.7 second loop? Like, like a Galaxy Quest? Just like, fuck that shit. Exactly. Yeah. Like, fuck, let's stop it. Whatever. We're not. It, it ain't that kind of party. Fine. Like, well, you're here. This is the thing you're doing. It's great. But it's just. Like I like it, the whole time I I was playing it and I'm and I'm like, and I'm not I'm not sorry I bought it because I want to reward this level of craftsmanship and this yes. kind of craftsmanship. Yes. So even though I'm not going to go anywhere near finishing it, I am happy to have paid. And this money. type of release, like this yes. type of game, especially from Ubisoft, put yeah. put your resources into this rather yeah. than watch Doug's ninety three. Oh Jesus! Uh, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> so, but uh, what was I saying? I don't know. <laughs> I've lost my word. I've lost, I've lost, I've lost, I've lost That's the oh, Prince no. of Persian experience. Yeah, that is what was Prince I doing? No. What is this about? I don't know. That's actually true. Know. No, I, I kept comparing it mentally to Hades. Hades, yeah. incredibly difficult game. You yeah. really have to throw yourself at it over and over and over again. I was happy to do that. Why? Whereas I'm not happy to do this anymore and it really just comes down for me just me personally uh the the physical manipulation of like how many buttons do i have to push to succeed yeah Yeah. but like hades is also like a gestalt like yeah all of like the the there isn't a lot of story in hades but the stories that is there is so memorable like every character is so strikingly wrought every place you go is so strikingly wrought the music is incredible the visuals are incredible and like prince of persia like i think outside of like the the delicious tactility Mm. of it and the great level design nothing about it is memorable like i you know part of the dave you were talking about like the need to be like 48 hours four to eight hours is the limit for a metroidvania i think that you can extend past that if your aural landscape is really good like sound is Mm. such an important part of that and i don't just mean music i do mean music as part of it but i also mean like the most memorable sound effect in all of prince of persia the lost crown is the fact that you have to hear sargon go every time you use a special attack <laughs> and fuck that noise, dude. <laughs> like make make it sound good. At a certain point, I didn't realize this, but my game had glitched out and all of the sword effects and enemy sound effects hadn't been playing for 3 hours. Oh wow. <laughs> and the only the only reason that I found out that that was happening was that I, I like closed the game and rebooted it and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I guess this I guess there were sounds at one point in this game. I uh, <laughs> like if there if there was like a Hades level soundtrack and like yeah. the sound every one of those weapons makes in Hades is like yeah. Ooh, I felt that downstairs. Uh <laughs> okay, one last note before we move to our final topic. I don't know why Indiana Jones keeps coming up. 
But we were talking about, like, why would there be these, like, giant spike wheels on this mountain? I think the most hilarious thing about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is the tacit acknowledgement that God, the creator of the universe, put these fucking stupid traps in this one cave. Like, I created all of existence and all of reality, but there's gonna be this one buzzsaw in this one... It's gonna be, hold on. I'm gonna make a floor that is the one way these one people spell my name on an island, and you gotta step on the letters that way. Okay. <laughs> the implication is not that God made the traps. But then why does the whole place collapse when they take the fucking cup out? The whole mountain explodes. Because the Templars were really good engineers. No, they, they can't make a whole cave explode. They can in Indiana Jones. <laughs> that fucking one guy is standing there like it's a Werther's original commercial at the end, waving. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Night Grandpa. You're drunk. Is it a, gra- is it a hollow night? It's Grandpa Night. You gotta, you gotta imagine. He, oh, I fucking play Grandpa Night so hard. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Ghosts and Goblins reboot pitch. Grandpa night. Um, fuck. <laughs> Dave's playing Yakuza again, everybody. Yeah, How's that for a transition? Back. He's doing it. I'm okay, doing Dave, it. I need you to tell me about the Pokemon game in the Yakuza game. Oh, my God. That's oh, right. Yeah. There's so many fucking mini games in this freaking game, dude. Okay. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth is the latest. I don't what What is even? I mean, technically it's eight, but like, come on. There's like eight other spinoffs. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, it's picking up right after where um, was it? Y- Yakuza Like a Dragon was the last one, and then they've shifted the title, so now it's Like a Dragon. Yeah, there's Pokemon, and the, they're called Sujimon. Uh, I'm not. Into, I f- I forget why, like what the Suji is in reference to, but I basically every enemy that you fight in the game will get added to your suji decks so like you can go like and the the way that they because it that was also in yakuza like a dragon you couldn't fight them in this one you would just you would basically there's a mad scientist guy who's like kind of like the the professor oak who's like hey i want you to go out and fight all of these like random weird drunk people and collect their data into the suji deck so i can compile this information and as you filled out the suji decks you would get prizes from him in this new one uh apparently you deleted the app off of your phone and there was no cloud saving so this professor oh guys like you asshole i need to reinstall this on your phone all the data is gone so you got to do it all over again so on top of collecting sujimon into your suji decks wait hang on are they are they people (laughs) okay Okay. Oh, jeez. Dave, start, oh, okay. start over. So, so Yakuza <laughs> Like a Dragon is a story about a uh, middle-aged man named Ichiban Kasuga. He, if, so, to put it in one way, if Kazuma Kiryu is a Seinan hero, like an adult manga hero, like Fist of the North Star, very stoic, very good, Shinderu, blah, 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 blah. 
uh ijiban is a shonen hero he is a dragon ball z character he is nothing but positivity and friendship and finding the good in anyone no Big matter hair. what i love him he is my he is my boy uh i like i honestly like ichiban i like i love him way more than kazuma just because he's just so like life just hands him shit constantly and he's just so like upbeat about it it's cool anyway and this is the main character yes okay he's also obsessed with dragon quest and one of the very first fights in Yakuza Like a Dragon, the way that they explain why the game is turn-based is that Ichiban is so obsessed with Dragon Quest that he perceives all combat encounters as if he is a hero in Dragon Quest. So I love, first of all, A, I love that. B, the combat is turn-based? Yes. Since yes. Yakuza oh. Like a Dragon, all the, yes. And the combat's so there's only, actually there's only there's this is only the second of them to yes. be turn based. Okay. And the last one was four years ago, and it came out literally the last month of 2020. So there's a good reason not to remember the specifics. Okay. But yeah, so and I I will say this straight up that like I've had way more fun with the combat in a Yakuza game with it being turn based than I ever yeah. did with because it like. At, at the end of the day, a brawler like you're like unless you're really good at the combat, you're just mashing buttons, and mm-hmm. like I don't care enough about that combat. It's just not good enough. Whereas with turn based, like everything works like you want it to, and like battles are actually they're, they're pretty quick too. Um, and there's a lot of the the combat in these like there's they give you a lot more spatial awareness because previously you couldn't move in combat. Um, but now you have like a little limited ring of movement that you can do during your turn. So you can actually like set up combos where like, if you hit a guy in the back, he'll launch forward into another mm-hmm. enemy and you can do extra damage and stuff or like launch him into one of your teammates. And we'll do like a, a knockback attack against him. It's really cool. Combat's really good. Really, really good in this one. Highly recommend it. Um, okay. So yes, he sees, everything as a turn-based game because he's obsessed with dragon quest it also means that like in in normal yakuza games you'll just fight a guy and it'll just be like oh yakuza guy and he's just like a dude in a suit with a baseball bat and you're like whatever but because ichiban's got a very active imagination the the bad guy that you fight instead of just being like a normal asshole it'll be a shruggler and he's just a guy in like a hoodie juggling balls and like throwing stuff at you or like a guy who control he's like a weird technomancer and he controls drones and sends them after you it's very funny like it reminds me a lot of earthbound where it's just like like Yes, it's set in the real world, but we're getting a little loosey-goosey with what real actually means. But again, because it's all in his head, like, like he's just punching a guy, but he's thinking that he's doing magic moves against people. Uh, like, like one of your friends in the, in the, in like a dragon, he's a homeless person and he uses like alcohol to like spew fire at people. And like, he's like the, the mage of the game. It's very funny. Anyway, going back to Sujimon, because the enemies transform into all of these wacky different characters, that's how you fill out your Suji decks. And in this game, the game you'll get to a point where you you go inside this mall you're just like looking for someone and the game grinds to a screeching halt to explain to you the entire 
Sujimon gameplay system where now you have to collect <laughs> Sujimon in six on six Sujimon battles so you can fight uh oh what were the, the discrete four instead of the elite four yeah it's it's that kind of game uh and like there are like it's set up almost like Pokemon Go too, where there are like Suji stops along the street where you can roll up and you'll get items by running into them. There are raids where you can find new Sujimon. Um, this is amazing. It's good, but also like it's probably one of it's one of the better mini games in this game. Mm. And there are so many, and it's kind of bugging me. <laughs> Because I want to get to the story, but every time I start making any kind of headway in the story, the game's like, okay, we're going to hit the brakes really hard, and we're going to introduce yet another minigame. There's a crazy taxi minigame. Wait, wait, wait. So none of this stuff is optional? The first time, it's not. Okay. Because they have to like, te- like, oh, we're gonna teach you how to do this thing. So they're like, okay. hey, you need to, you need some extra money to 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 do this. Oh, how do we get extra money? Well, my buddy uh, over at Crazy Food wants like, hey, you could just sign up on this app and deliver food. So then you get to do like a bad crazy taxi game uh, once and then never have to touch it again unless. Like one of my biggest complaints in Yakuza Like a Dragon was there's a specific moment, a specific boss battle, I should say, that I want to call the wall. Because if you are not the right level for that boss fight, you're going to get wiped. And the mm. only way to grind up to that boss fight level is to do the like 10 floor tower dungeon ah. that they introduce right before that boss fight. So if you didn't do it, you're not the right level. So like I'm I'm hoping that there's not a ton of that in here, but like yeah, it's just it's Okay. So there's the Sujimon battles, there's the crazy delivery, there's something called mismatch, which again, game just like grinds to a halt and goes like we're going to introduce you to this lady who is going to teach you how to do Tinder dates on your phone so you can There's a fucking Tinder based yeah. Like mini game where you you make your profile and you pay the money and it matches you with someone and based on how well their profile matches your profile you then uh you like it it determines your success rate of matching with them and the way that you do it is like they'll ask a question and you choose one of your answers and you actually have to press buttons on the controller like you're texting and the longer <laughs> the message is the harder it is to type in because you only have a certain amount of time and the more successful you are at that you um may or may not match with the person and and then date them and then dave so <laughs> for all of this stuff it's funny we were, we were talking about like theme as being a thing that is like essential and good in a game uh prince of persia fine game no theme uh silent hill short message uh, interesting theme. Theme. Psychotic execution. Done poorly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One of the things that was so fucking amazing about the first game with this character, Ichiban, is like he's so positive, he's so great, and yes, it's Yakuza, so there's like the sprawling amount of things to do, but it ultimately told this like really interesting story about the people who are cast off by society. Like, it was this incredibly moving story about ex-cons 
homeless people, Mid- old people, uh, sex, yeah. old the elderly and sex workers. Like that was something that was like so powerful about it. This I don't even see how anything could be done. Okay. In, all of this. So th- this is what I'm talking about because the story is good and it's interesting and it's like it's grabbing me um, because it is like further exploring a lot of those themes. Um, so the game starts out. I'm I'm not going to explain too much of the backstory of the first one, but basically, the gist of it is is that Ichiban is an orphan who grew up in a soap land, which is like a like a adult. Like it's you, a brothel. Yeah, it's a brothel. It's a, you you go there, you, like you're. In the, oh, the suds, the ladies there. Oh no, and you, like you're a kid growing up in this, and you discover that your your paternal father was actually the boss that you worked for, and uh, your mom died because of a bunch of like yakuza gang members were after the family because he wanted out. He want, was like, I want to start a family, and they're like, no. So they kill the mom. They're gonna kill you, Ichiban, the baby, but he stuffs you inside of a coin locker, and right next to the coin locker that you are in is another baby discarded by a family who didn't want... Yeah, apparently, like, I looked this up, apparently there's, like, the coin baby locker thing is a lot more common in Japan than... Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, and... But then there's, like, a switcheroo. So, he, like, Arakawa, the the boss, opens up the locker and finds the other baby and thinks it's his son. So, he takes it out <gasps> oh. and raises him. And then you get discovered, and that's how you end up in the soap land. Anyway... So the whole plot of the first game is like the the Yakuza is done. We're we're shutting it down. It's over. No more Yakuza. It's not called Yakuza anymore, guys. It's done. Era's passed. And so the last wish that Arakawa gave you Ichiban is that he wants you to look after the tens of thousands of Yakuza who no longer have a job. And the thing in Japan is like if you're an, especially like if you are part of the yakuza, like you are persona non grata. You can't get a You're on it. You're on it. Yeah. You you're, can't you're, get a cell phone because yeah. of your criminal record. Yeah. Hang on. But only if you've been arrested, right? Cuz otherwise you're just going to be like I'm not in the yakuza. So, so even even if you have like any tattoos, Ties. yeah. Like oh. any anything uh, on, on your record that ties you to it, like you're fucked. Like yeah. you can't, you can't get, you can't get an apartment. Interesting. So, okay. so the game opens with you working at Hello Work, uh, which is their like temp agency, like manpower mm. kind of thing. It's the place in the the first game where you change your jobs, your classes. Oh, yeah, cute. yeah, yeah. That's cute. It's that kind. Of, yeah, um, and you're trying to help Yakuza get back on their feet. Like try to help them find jobs that fit their unique skill sets, but are legitimate. And like one of one, you're, it says here you're very good at killing people. <laughs> well, okay, so the the one guy who shows up, he's like, I have the perfect job for you. The guy was like a really good thief, like really good at stealing stuff. So he partners him with one of the Adachi, the detective guy from the first game. He's going around, uh, like he has contracts with local retailers to test their security. So it's that like, is the plot of sneakers. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. Yeah, like, it's it's I, it, that's that's real. That's that's it's why all I come about to this like series. redemption. Like do like do these people deserve another chance? 
and yeah. like it's it's really compelling and suddenly something oh. happens something shady happens and you lose your job like all of all of the yakuza that you put in places of work they get let go your friends who uh following the first game they don't have jobs anymore and uh you find out it's because of a youtube video that some vtuber uh put up and canceled you uh put up a bunch of uh footage of you basically like like supposedly taking money from from yakuza and stuff um and so ichiban down on his luck gets a message from one of the old guys from his old gang who tells him that his uh his biological mother uh might still be alive and is currently living in Hawaii. And so off you go to Hawaii. <laughs> off you go to Hawaii. And then it's like so you've got this mystery percolating going on. But then every couple hours oh. the game goes, "Hey, you know what would be fun right now is if we stopped this entire game and put you on an Animal Crossing island and forced <laughs> you to it's Animal Crossing. It's called Dundako Island. And it's it's basically a barren island full of trash, and you hit the trash with the stick to get resources, which you use to build stuff like an Animal Crossing. And then um, you can open up parts of the island, and then the people you meet on in Hawaii, you can get them to visit your island. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So, but so also, it's it's just like. But yeah, but you're trying to play the yeah yeah okay. i would love to come back to this when i'm not intrigued by the yeah. dangling th plot thread that you just left me at the end of the chapter and then go oops while we're editing this video you put together hang out for an hour on this island eventually it lets you back because it's like again like like it matters in the sense like if you get far enough like you'll probably get items that will make you more powerful right. but in in the short term shit doesn't matter doesn't yeah. matter Come back when 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 you want to, or don't. Um, two two things that I just realized. One uh, is that Susan, I have finally found a way to describe why Dave and I keep playing these games, and it was it only hit me right when you Dave said uh, he gets a message. Ichiban gets a message that his biological mother might still be alive. When you said those words, I was like, oh, this is our Doctor Who. That's what this is. This this series is Doctor Who for me and Dave. That's yeah. This is our Doctor Who Got because it. because I hear that and I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> but and she was like dead in the last one, and now she's not dead. What? That's like when <laughs> Timothy Dalton fucking shows up as like the leader of the Time Lords, like yeah. in that's what that shit is. Yeah, and it's like you it's, know, it's ca Castellan. Would be yeah, his. Yeah. Okay, I'm just yeah. that's the title. <laughs> of the I'm just saying, cast. I, well, yeah, but uh, I some the other thing. The, the, the <laughs> hearing, of the I like so this game sold a million copies in less than a week. Yeah, it's it's the best selling game in the series so far. And they're like they've systematically released one of these, either in a sub series or the main series yearly without fail for a decade in the in the united states now like it's been since 2012 that we've like we like every year there's at least one product from this series i used to think to myself it's insane for them to add all these things into it but 
the further I get into the business side of video games, the mm. more I realize how few video games people buy. We buy a lot of video games. Right. We play a lot of video games. The nor- norm- normal, normal humans, people. Normal people, of which we are not, nor is not, anyone no. listening to this, plays... On average, I'd say three games a year. What do they yeah. do with all their time? Then is my they question. Like, they like uh, they like have friends oh. and like loved ones and other hobbies, and I find it disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just reprehensible. Uh, they watch like, a lot of Bravo TV. No, that's the truth, Susan. They yeah. watch a lot of trash ass TV. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah, they, fewer of them watch sports than you'd think, too. That's what I've been finding out as I, I mm, see the data. Yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah, they watch a lot of bad TV. Um, but the the ethos of, like, they Toshiro Nagoshi, when he created this series, was like, I'm going to make the one thing for people over the age of 30 to play every year. Mm. So it's going to be the one game you need. You buy a game. It's my game. You And it's got all the things that are good. In it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do slot car racing? There's slot car racing. You want baseball? There's baseball. You want Virtua Fighter? We got Virtua Fighter. And like against all odds, they like rather than retreating from that to find global success, they tripled down on it. And like we're like, what if we gave people a little bit of literally everything mm. and did it competently and then leaned into it being memed constantly? And that's like I like it's amazing. And like clearly, Dave, like you as the person who's been watching Doctor Who for 20 years now. <laughs> Doctor Hi. Uh Doctor, like, tear off your shirt. And right. All of a sudden, everybody sees your back. Uh, you are like, get back to the story. When are they going to get to the fireworks factory? But, Susan, somebody like you, who's been listening to other assholes, be like, you kind of try one of these games yeah, forever. Yeah. Here's that, like, now there's an Animal Crossing island and fucking Pokemon. You're like, fuck yeah, what? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> That's interesting. I Yeah. I I I absolutely get it. Yeah. Cuz the the whole like I've been there the whole time and it's all about the depth of the characters and the persistence of the world and all that and I, because I am the person who just not part It's it's also like Game of Thrones readers versus viewers. Totally. Right, like it's it's the whole thing. Like, yeah, I'm I'm that asshole who's like, tell me more about the Animal Crossing Island. <laughs> Turn-based combat. Turn and there's a combat. there's a weird little Elmo looking guy. Well, he's big. He's like a person in a costume, uh, and he's one of the mascots of the island. And you can talk to him. I, I mean, <laughs> that because 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 and here's why. And here's here is perhaps I have a theory. Adults, especially now in our current world, need silly. Oh, badly. 
But mostly, usually, silly comes in very child-esque packaging, child-like, you know, mm. not child-it, like Animal Crossing is cute and chibi and all and that sort of thing. So, so people crave the ridiculous, and this allows them that in packaging that also doesn't make them feel like they're not an adult. That's why, that's why I've been watching all these Hong Kong action movies. It's the same kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. like, what I, if what if grown-ups did cartoons? Like, that's... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I love. I, I, I also think it's, like, really unfortunate that, like, this things that are silly and developed for adults tend to be overwhelmingly developed for men. Yeah, Overwhelmingly true. cynical. Yep. Overwhelmingly crass. Rick and Morty. And... Uh, you know, like, it's funny for something that is so tied up in themes of masculinity. I wouldn't say that that's what the Yakuza series at all is. No, at all. I mean, it's it's like, it's like the it's like John Woo movies. It's the heroic bloodshed thing. It's, it's, it's yeah. like uh, it's about men, but they are dealing with questions of like, what does it mean to be a brother? What does it mean to be like, to be a friend to someone to like, really like give a shit about another person and yeah. like how that squares up with like what society expects of you, what your job expects of you. Like what, like, and at the end of the day, are you willing to throw down for your bros? Because yeah. Yeah. Ichiban is, Chow Yun Fat <laughs> is. <laughs> Susan, the end, the ending of, so there's the one that came out last fall, which is like the tiny side story called uh, like Gaiden. Yeah. The man who erased his name. The man who Mm -hmm. erased his name. Which Mm -hmm. is a very good, I love, I love it. That that, when it ends, the final thing that happens in the game is a cutscene wherein the main character who has had to fake his death is handed an iPad where the now young adult children from the orphanage he ran speak to him at his grave about like how they're doing so well and they hope like they hope somehow he gets this message and like one of them's a fireman and one of them just got her first job and I shit you not it's 10 minutes long this is an Anthony hyperbole it's 10 minutes of a middle-aged man ugly crying onto an iPad. I'm fucking wailing. Snot. They've rendered the, like, snot coming out of his nose as he weeps. And it's dripping onto the iPad. And you're like, get a tissue, uh, please. But he doesn't because he feels it so much. And you're like, they're fucking, what other game would ever do this? Yeah. Also, would, has anybody checked on the developers? Are they okay? Ah, <laughs> uh, man, they—they're clearly doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're clearly doing it just right. Uh, yeah, I like. I, 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 Dave, if I hadn't just played Gaiden, I'd be playing it right now. Like, I have my copy. I will say uh, it takes a while to get like the the intro stuff is all good and interesting. Like this, the 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 setup with the job stuff and like i love all that from a thematic standpoint but because you know the game set in hawaii the entire time in the back of your head is like okay well when am i gonna actually get to start playing this video game that i bought and it takes like three hours Mm. to get 
to the part where the game is finally just a little bit says okay you you could play for a little bit but now we have to teach you how tinder works you got persona (laughs) yeah you got got grown-up persona yeah like now it's persona about adults yeah um is is anybody playing persona 3 god damn right i am all right yes okay because i'm not gonna get to it forever and (laughs) i yeah i'm not gonna get to it forever and i want to so bad but like i can't in good conscience start that game when i know final fantasy 7 is three weeks away Mm. like i what are you doing sega like they drop this and like a dragon and like did they put out another or they put on i i think they're thinking guess what there's an audience for persona there's an audience for yakuza our court our fiscal year is ending in march let's Mm -hmm. goose these numbers yeah let's fucking goose them yeah Uh, and it's gonna work like persona 3 is also selling like fucking mad um like am i gonna play that game for the third time yes yep yeah (laughs) i I started golden sun last night because i was like it's finally i finally you have re-release it and i started it and it looks real bad Oh yeah, it doesn't. It, they blew that it up game, too big. Yeah, it's too big. It's too big. Yeah, you got. You need like a nice tiny presentation. Yeah. yeah. I I wish the emulation on the Nintendo shit was better because they don't. Yeah. They don't present it well. No. Um, before we get to our patron thank yous, I want to tell you guys about one video game, and this is a one sentence story. People said, "Hey, Anthony." The people that made Tekken finally turned Tekken into a comedy. Don't you want to see that? And I said, yes. And then I bought Tekken 8. And my daughter and my wife played it last night. And at one point, Kate, who was controlling a bear in a jean jacket, pulled out a salmon. The salmon turned into a robot. And then she threw it at my daughter, who was a winged anime girl. And the robot salmon exploded. I'm going to keep playing that. So game of the year is what you're telling me. What I'm telling you is okay. game of the year. Dave, who's responsible? <laughs> who's at fault? Who, who's who, going to who appear could. at the Hague? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who can we blame? We can blame our Patreon backers, patreon.com forward slash continue podcast. Uh, we thank any and all support financial or otherwise. Uh, but I'm going to give a special shout out now to our $10 backers and above. Uh, we've got shout outs for Toast, Adam Gauntlet, Michael Coffey, Shirley L., The Fancy Manatee, Stormshot, Matthew Peters, Gluttony107, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Christian Fisher, Skip Dippity, Canonical, Tom Coveney, and Nick Rugen. Thank you. What would we do without you? Thank you all. Nick, I hope you got the information you needed about Prince of Persia to decide whether or not you should purchase it. Yeah. Uh, it's a I mean, Ubisoft uh, game. That that game will be like $20 like yeah, two true. months from now. Yeah. It's so. apparently not. It's apparently doing very it is, bad. It, not the, I mean, 300,000 copies is not like... It's not the end of the world, but for Ubisoft, who yeah. like is like... You didn't That's like a rounding error for Ubisoft. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Ubisoft. Do you guys know Skull and Bones is coming out? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> Don't get delayed again for some reason. I, I like. Part of me wants to play Skull and Bones just to prove it's real, uh, but I'm not going to do that. It's not. I just won't. Uh, 
Backers, thank you so much. Thank you for everything. Um, if you want to back the show, we appreciate that. If you just want to support the show, we recommend just sharing it. to so- Inflict this on somebody. Like, just like put it in their life and make them pay for their choices. Uh, you can also follow us on the internet fitfully. Uh, Susan Arndt, where are you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I will never call it X. Uh, at Susan Art, you can find me on Blue Sky. Also at Susan Art, you can find me on Substack. I have a newsletter called Channel Surfing, where I discuss things like: Is it true that any actor can play any role? Ooh, no, I don't think so. Uh, what do you think? Not, so? not should they? Can they? Can they? I don't think they can. Can any actor? I mean, uh, like assuming a certain level of talent, any actor right. c- could play any role. Sure. Like, could they do it well? Could, is that could, is that J- the operative question? Can they do it well or can they just do it? Because I could I could see Rob Schneider playing doing Shakespeare. I don't I would pay I would pay for that. I would pay I would pay money for that. I wouldn't because he's a horrible human being. Well there is that, yeah. Yeah. Is Rob Schneider a bad guy? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh what in what way? Is he like super right wing shuthead? Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Oh that checks out though. That that checks out, Dave. Where can people there, find you? There can't, they can't, guys. Don't you, you can't do comedy anymore, you guys. You know yeah. this. You can't do comedy anymore. Yeah. yeah, you can't. That's why they've just given me a Netflix special and <laughs> gave me a lot of money. Because you can't do this anymore. You guys, he's like holding bags of money. Anyway, uh, you can find me on Blue Sky at David Robots, uh, Letterbox at David. I've been, I've been so knee deep in like a dragon land that I haven't been watching a ton of movies lately. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna recommend an old one for my watch list. Magic Crystal. If you want to see a Hong Kong movie, it's like okay. You remember Pod People, the MST3K episode where it's like mm-hmm. very with Trumpy the alien, oh, Trumpy, and it's sure, like yeah. it clearly started out as like a horror movie, but they're like yeah. we got to put ETs huge, we got to put this kid shit in. What if it was like that, but like uh, Andy Lau did like martial arts moves, and he has like a really, yeah, but also there's like a like a. A alien crystal that controls people and there's like a kid who takes it and hangs out with his friends and it's fun sure. it's, it's total trash like i the when they reveal what the alien looks like at the end it looks so bad i couldn't stop laughing like it's like paper mache it's so bad love it it's just incredible trash i loved it who's got big ears <laughs> this potato like a potato <laughs> this potato's got so big ears What's the right. movie? The theater. <laughs> uh, I still, I still sing. Uh, I still sing. Uh, was it here? Yeah, just roll idiot control now. <laughs> idiot just roll now. But rubber it stinks. Oh, I just, I just realized there's like two seasons of Mystery Science Theater that I've never seen because I don't oh. subscribe to the, the thing that they do now. Yeah, like they, how they, you watch they, it they they tried to do a Kickstarter for a new one and it didn't go well. Oh, it didn't go well. No. Oh. They didn't do well, well, they didn't do it on Kickstarter. They did it on their own platform. They're their asking for a lot of money and they just like I don't know if like people were just like broke or whatever, but <laughs> Dave, did you see the Mystery Science Theater that's uh Warrior of the Lost World? It's like the motorcycle. Oh yeah, with the with the Robert the guy from Paper Chase. Yeah. The, the guy from Paper Chase and, and, Don, and Donald Pleasant and Purses Combata. And <laughs> I can, 
I can just hear that whole fucking episode in my head at any given time. Being a weapon. <laughs> yeah, goodbye, goodbye everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. Uh, Su- <laughs> Susan Steele was something. <laughs> 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 <laughs>